Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. gentlemen welcome back to the mental mastery alliance podcast today is a remarkable day it this is a podcast that i've been wanting to knock out and record for a bit um simply because it's been cycling through the ethos it's coming up everywhere uh and it's really the effects of this particular thing are weighing heavy on me and yes you've read the title to the show so you know we're talking about the dark night of the soul. And this is, I think, personally, I think this is the thing that's been slowing me down. You may have noticed some of the episodes are a little bit more spaced out. Um, I think that, for me, it's, I'm, I'm on this path, I'm on this journey. We're in this form of creation. And... There was so much to talk about when, when things were going crazy and, and I mean, things are going crazy, but it seemed like there were things going crazy externally. I mean, it still does, (laughs) but 
when you start looking at that and when you start seeing things go crazy internally, it's a, a different thing. Like I'm having a hard time sort of putting into words what I'm trying to say. I'm not crazy <laughs> as far as I know, but I mean, you can ask anybody. It's really just perception. Is he crazy? That fucker's a lunatic. Um, but am I beneficial? Yes. Am I healthy? I'm getting there. Am I learning stuff? A hundred percent. So that's why it's like, I can sit back and say, you know, I can talk about Epstein. I can talk about Hillary Clinton and her kill squad. I can talk about all of these things because there's no more fear of being canceled. I mean, we've been at war with the algorithm forever. Uh, and the more I sort of put out there, the more we talk about, the more we understand and comprehend, the more entertaining it becomes, um, all around. But it's, it's played out. Our last episode was talking about sort of conspiracy burnout. And I look at this thing and I look at this idea and I look at this conversation, this topic and this whole thing. And I think to myself, how is it that we get stuck in this rut? And I know that, you know, there comes a point in time where you have to grow, adapt, change, alter your everything to stay fresh, to stay clean. Because who's going to want to pay attention to you is a thought process. But truth be told, when you're really in the thick of this and when you're really in the thick of growing, the stuff that you put out becomes more about the stuff that you need to talk about. There's this great meme that says, why do men start podcasts instead of going to therapy? <laughs> well, well, well. Um, it's true. I mean, for me, I find this extremely therapeutic to sit and converse and share the thoughts that are coming out of my head. And the more the thoughts that come out of my head, the more it allows for new thoughts to come in and new, new mental creations to sort of percolate in there. And that's kind of where we are. Am I saying, you know, I, I'm running out of things to say? Absolutely not. But for a very good chunk of time, including up until right now and probably moving forward, I'm having a hard time articulating that which I do want to say. And I find myself connecting the dots more and more and more. And in my brain, I have these connections and these stories and these bits and pieces. I mean, if I had a recorder, I could, I mean, I do have a recorder, but if I started recording my thoughts and carrying it with me permanently, it, it, would, it would just be all these point form jot notes that make sense to me. But how do I, how do I turn that into something audible, something, something that'll take up 20 minutes to an hour? And that's the thing. How do you connect all that? How do you how do you put that together? And honestly, I can't. I can't right now. Um, and I think it's kind of cool. Where before I would have been worried about it, and I would have been upset that I couldn't do it or I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. Uh, now I know it's coming, and now I know that you know we're at episode. This is two fifty three. So we're halfway to five hundred, and by five hundred, I feel that will be a show that that touches on a whole bunch of different things. Um. And that's kind of the cool thing. As we grow, some of you will, will pick up. So, no, no, not some of you. Some of you listening <laughs> uh, at this moment in time as we record this, as this is a, 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 the freshest of episodes. You guys are here and you're sticking around and you love what's going on. The people that aren't listening anymore, they, they listen to some of the stuff that we put out when we were talking about all kinds of stuff in the beginning. 
Um, and some of the people will come to some of the new episodes that we talk about and we get in on. And I can't really be bothered uh, one way or the other. And I remember starting the show. I remember when I started the show, I thought, you know what? We need following. We need fans. We need this. We need that. I need to have a reach. I need to I need to be heard. I need to do all the stuff that they, they want me to do to make sure that I get to where I need to get to with regards to the message that I need to get out. And that all goes away. <laughs> you know, I know that I don't need to play by the algorithm's rules. I don't need to do anything. I just simply need to do what I need to do to make myself enjoy this reality and this existence that we're in. And this all, again, stems from uh, the dark night of the soul. This is, this is something that is so forever growing and changing and adapting as well. It's terms and labels. Yeah, sure. I mean, this is the one that I can describe and this is the one that will, will resonate and catch most attention. The dark night of the soul. It's the, it's the, it's the term that people get the most. Well, I should say it's the term that those who are looking for get the most to describe what's going on. But the conspiracies all lead to it. The conspiracies all share with you the idea that that something is amiss. I mean, you can look at the chemtrails. You can look at the fluoridation of the water. You can look at the poisoning of the food, especially in North America. You can look at the dumbing down of everybody. You can look at the indoctrination. You can look at the the fighting that we're having right now, the, the Budweiser, the men, the women, the, the transvestites. You can look at the fact that you can't say the word tranny on Facebook without getting flagged. You can look at the fact that the rest of the world is, is, is doing things, but North America is not. I, look who the president is. This kid can't form a sentence. And there's so many rumors out there that this guy's really one of five people, you know, these clones or people in masks. All of these conspiracies hold water. In other words, people are talking about them because there's some validity to them. And to me, you look at this stuff and you say to yourself, well, how, how much longer do I have to, to understand this stuff? I mean, right down to your taxes. People are so locked into and afraid of taxes, taxation, you know. All that money. When do we get to say, hey, yeah, I'll pay these taxes, but I need a detailed list of where you're spending this money. Because if you're not going to spend it wisely, and it looks like you've got a some odd trillion dollar deficit yourself right now, I don't think it makes sense for me to keep giving you money if you're going to just go further and further into debt. America, Canada, whatever. We've got an asshat running the country up here in Canada. Kids an embarrassment. And then we're led to believe that this is a democracy, right? So I say all these things because these could all come across as conspiracies or they are, or what have you. But I think that they're more awareness is. And when you start asking these things and you start saying these things and you say, okay, well, well, where do I go from here? What do I do from here? You realize that it, you get to a point where you realize that I have done the cognitive work. I am relatively aware. And I am deducing as I grow. And as I go, every single day, I deduce something new. And it's that moment and that time that has you truly comprehend that virtually everything that you've done in the past and everything that's been handed to you is kind of asinine. Yet we've continued to do it because we've always done it. 
and this is a lot of the reason, you know, why we can't get further ahead in anything because we have this mental block that was programmed into us to not really try. And that seems weird too. But when you sort of get past that, you're like, what the hell? You know, there are people out there that are like, oh, I'm a smoker. So I smoke. And like, like, let's look at addiction, addiction and uh, depression, anxiety, all that sort of stuff. That's where this show really, really, truly originated and started. You could say you're addicted to cigarettes, but you could also just stop smoking cigarettes. I did it. And then look what happens when you say that. If I said to you as a smoker, if you're a smoker, you can just stop smoking cigarettes. And then you come face to face with all of your indoctrination. I can't because of this. I've got addictions because of that. Sure, it's not easy. You're going to have to put up a fight for a couple hours. (laughs) And that's it. Yet we're told hands down that we can't do it. So when you, again, that's just another example. But when you look at this and when you see all these things that you're told you can't do. And then you start realizing that you can, because the further down the rabbit hole you go, the more you realize that even the shit that you have believed for so long that you couldn't do was programmed into you to believe that. It's an awakening. It's, it's a moment. It's, it's, it's a piece of you. Um, and this all correlates again into the darkness of the soul, simply because a lot of people are experiencing this right now. And when it first happened to me, when it, when I first started going through this, I'm like, is it, what is the darkness of the soul? Is it one night? Is it, Is it a multitude of epiphanies? Is it this? Is it that? And personally, I think it's different for everybody. I came across a post. I'm going to read it to you shortly. Uh, It's a long post, multiple slides. So, geez, I'm going to have to get my reading glasses on here. But it was great. And it described a lot. It described a lot of kind of how I see things and and how uh, what a lot of other people have gone through. I recently put a poll up on uh, Instagram. And it got plenty of attention. Uh, and so that just says to me that, you know, there are so many people that are having the same experience and, this, and they're going through the same thing. And like, where do you turn? How, who do you go to? Or, or, or how do you find something? It doesn't matter if you're, if you're penniless on the streets or you, you run a multi-million dollar company. A dark night of the soul is going to hit everyone it's supposed to hit. And then nothing is the same. Your goals aren't the same. Your ambitions aren't the same. Your friends aren't the same. And it's not one moment in time as I'm currently finding out over a year and a half into my quote unquote dark night of the soul it's constant change I'm 42 years old right now at 37 things really kicked into overdrive for me and prior to that I'd say from 30 on things were askew but my whole life I never felt like I fit in Surrounded by millions, completely alone, always. I mean, to this day. So it's interesting to sort of come to grips with certain things and certain aspects of yourself over versus what we need to think and believe and see and and do and all that sort of stuff with regards to society. Because again, that's our influence. Now, let me get into this post. The dark night of the soul is a deep and painful period of your life. It's a time where... You feel hopeless, depressed, lost, disconnected, and empty. It brings you a deep sense of meaningless with no purpose to anything. 
meaninglessness with no purpose to anything. However, the dark night of the soul is a very beautiful experience. That will completely transform your life. I can agree with that. Here are some of the symptoms. Symptoms of the dark night of the soul can remind us of depression, but it's not the same. The dark night of the soul has a deeper purpose. You get the opportunity to come out with a transformed state of consciousness, and it is the beginning of a spiritual awakening process. It's essentially a rebirth. And it says, goes on to say, ego dies. I've got issues with that. Your life seems meaningless. Nothing makes sense anymore. You are no longer interested in the same things you once were. Things you used to do, but no longer fulfill you. You notice more synchronicities. They start to appear more and more in your life. Pay attention to them as it will guide you along the way. You feel unhappy. It is strange to think about the things that you once loved as you discover that they don't really make you happy. It was an illusion. You are starting to wake up. You feel lost. You feel alone. You feel stuck in life. All sense of direction is gone. You need to rethink everything. You once thought, sorry, you need to rethink everything you once thought to be true. You may want to change your life completely, but do not know how to do it. A lot of questions will come up about who you are and what your purpose is. You become aware of self-destruction. During the dark night of the soul, you'll start to rethink your old habits and consequences of them. You want to improve yourself and begin researching how you can do it. You might change your diet, sleeping habits, to begin meditating or exercising. You get in touch with your spiritual side. You are getting pulled towards the spiritual path as the new is pushing through the old. Learning and growing, becoming, learning and growing is becoming important as you wish to transform your consciousness. Spirituality gives you answers and comfort. It helps you discover a new purpose and gets you through the toughest of months. Very true. Cutting toxic relationships comes easy to, uh, cu comes easy. Your soul is transforming to a frequency that others no longer serve for you. You feel the changes. It's undeniable that a shift is happening within you. You remember your mission. You know there is more to this life than the simple things in everyday life. You're starting to sense the complexity of connecting consciousness and your soul's alignment. The dark night of the soul can last weeks, months, or even years, depending on the growth level of your soul's ascension. Be kind to your body at this time. Your dormant DNA is being activated, upgraded, and recharged. Be patient. After your soul's metamorphosis is complete, you feel lighter. The consciousness you have now you now have radiates within you and carries on through others. Your soul is awake. Your soul is alive. You feel free. These are phenomenal pointers to what the dark night of the soul is. And, you know, they talk about spirituality in here and you do get in touch with your spiritual side. You get in touch with your religious side. You get in touch with everything because everything else just seems so foreign. Um, it's, it just doesn't seem real anymore. And truth be told, it's not real. See, at this point, you start asking and questioning things like what could be real? Where could we lie in 
this version. What is, you know, what is reality is one of the biggest questions. I also put up a poll about the flat earth, uh, you know, asking people what they thought where they were. And it's funny to, to, to see on the Instagram account, how many people uh, follow us for uh, humor or spirituality or, or anything. I don't even want to say spirituality anymore. It's just like alignment. Alignment is huge. Um, we talk about the third dimension a lot, uh, in, on this podcast in the fifth dimension and people can say, well, do you even know what that is? Well, yeah. Like when I, when I was very third dimensional, I, you know, what do you do? You chase money, you chase respect, you chase power, you chase blah, 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 blah. That shit's so fucking pointless though. In, in fifth, in fifth dimensional think in sort of breaking into the, into the new reality, uh, that, that you, you, you enter uh, after a dark night of the soul or during, um, I'm not, I, I, I mean, I could give two shits, honestly, about so much of the, of the former stuff. And I know you guys feel the same. It exists. You can see it, but it's like you're, you, you know, you're, you've backed up a, a, a country mile and it's there, but it's in the distance and it's unimportant. But over here to your right is, you know, a butterfly flapping its wings. How prolific is this? Uh, the arts really entertain you. The idea that you're here to capture beauty becomes something so much more important. And you hear people say things like, well, how are you supposed to make a living at this, that, and the other thing? Well, a lot of the times too, in, in, you know, in the third dimension, we operate out of scarcity because we're primed to operate out of scarcity. We're primed to, to live in fear. Uh, you do what you do or we'll take something from you. And that's, that's a big thing. Um, <sighs> I think going through the dark of the soul, things change. You, you tend to operate from abundance where the more you do, the more you create, the more you put out there, uh, the better it, it comes. I'll also say this at this moment in time, we're putting together a, a small program too, for uh, people that want to get involved in coaching or that want to get involved in, I guess, bettering themselves. Anyone that's listened to the show or listened to my voice or, or follow the, uh, the Instagram that, likes the idea, but has always felt that we're sort of, um, out of their price range. We're putting together a, a simple four pack, a four pack for you to come click on, accept, get a couple hours with me or another coach. Um, for the first 10, I'm definitely going to do them all myself. I want to get a good gauge for, for who's reaching out and how we can help. Um, it's a four pack, a four pack of coaching classes, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one stuff where we work with you directly. We're also putting together a nice six month group package, which is going to be groups of four. No more than four people and we learn and grow and help each other collectively. Uh, that'll be fun too. And that'll be super affordable. Uh, in this day and age, in this time, the idea for me is, is how much more can I give? How much more can I put out there? How much more of my time? How much more of my essence energy to anyone who wants it? Um, to anyone who doesn't want it, you know, like they're not going to, you're not going to click on us. And there was, again, there was a scarcity thing, you know, one of the things too, with a lot of coaches, a lot of people changing their, their mindsets and, and changing their positions and that sort of stuff. Anyone who's young and new at coaching that wants to step into it. The number one question that I get from them is always, you know, who's going to listen to me? Why would anyone listen to me? And I'll tell you this right now, the fact that you want to speak, the fact that you believe you've got something to say is the exact reason people are going to listen. And it's, it's, it's potent. It's powerful. It's powerful to be able to, to, to decide that you're going to put yourself out there like that. And again, scarcity, we're taught not to do that. Look at the cancel culture. Anyone that ever pushed any boundary ever was shut down. Look at COVID. We almost went, 
you know, there was a point in time where we almost lost all of our socials. Um, and that's not a big thing. You know, the grand scheme of things at the end of the day, if I lost everything, I'd stand on a cardboard box. Well, probably not a cardboard box, maybe a milk crate and, and, and cry town, you know, town crier. I, I would, I'd have meetings. I'd do what I could. I would sort of get my message out there. I'd, I'd nail things to, 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 to cork boards and the post office and lamp posts, you know, I'd figure it out. But the free think really interfered with people. And you sort of get to that point where you're like, well, there's nothing that I can do that's going to help the masses. And the masses are going to slowly wake up. They, they have to, one by one, inch by inch, piece by piece. I was part of the masses at one point, them asses. And I got here through deciding that I wanted more for myself. Again, this goes back to the cigarettes. When you're locked in fully, you're like, well, I'm smoking cigarettes. It's just who I am. It's what I've done. It's what I've always done. So that's what I'm going to do. It, it, quitting smoking is really hard. It's not. It's a couple of, like I said, a couple of hours. There's a couple moments in a day where you go nuts. You know what's even harder is your phone, putting your phone down. Your phone is the same addiction, right? People don't want to talk about that, but it's true. Then there comes a point in time where you're just sick of everything. How many times can you scroll Instagram? How many times can you look at what your quote unquote group of friends are doing on Instagram or on Facebook or on the Twitter or on the Snapchats? Or on the ticky talkie. And then you look at all this sort of stuff too. And you're like, well, what's the point in this? And then you know that your phone's a black mirror. And then you know that there's more spirituality out there that goes into things. And it's like, this is demonic. I can't do this. These possessions. Then you look at all the other stories. And you're like, this is all garbage. Right? And then you look at some people who are in the healing field. And they're like, follow Jesus. Jesus is the way. He's the light. He's the Lord. He's our savior. And I love some of these guys. And they've all come to Jesus. I came to Jesus myself. And I worked through them. And I'm not saying that Jesus isn't the savior. (laughs) I'm not saying anything. I'm saying that as far as, wait a second. I can't say I'm not saying anything because I am saying something. I'm saying as far as I understand it. If you bow to any God, be it paper money, fiat money, gold backed currency, cryptocurrency, tooth fairy teeth, whatever the hell it is. If you bow to any God, if you bow to the president, if you bow to Jesus, if you bow to any celebrity, you give away what makes you unique and what makes you important. You give away your essence. You say these people, this thing, this entity is better than me. Now, anyone can say, well, if you don't do that, then you're a narcissist. If you think that you're better than everyone, you're a narcissist. Right? No, because that's also wrong. The understanding and comprehension that everything is happening for your experience and you're contributing to the experiences of others at the same token changes a lot. The dark night of the soul wakes us up to a lot of things. And when you when you when you're in it, when you go through it, doesn't matter how long it is, you're going to have epiphany after epiphany. You're going to have awakening after awakening and you're going to realize that you don't have to attack or defend. You don't have to do anything other than observe and and direct and redirect yourself. This aligns with me. That doesn't align with me. I'm going to go over here because I feel better over here and I feel negative over there, but I've got to go over there to see how negative I do feel. You stop worrying about certain things. You stop worrying and and feeling lack. You stop feeling that you're not good enough. And you just realize that you can do it. Anyone can do anything they want. You want to lose weight? Go to the gym. You know, what are we, what are we told our whole lives? Well, you can't do that because, you know, my, my, chemical makeup is different. I saw this article where 
twin sisters were fat. One was fat, one was skinny. And, and the article goes on to say that, you know, no matter what she does, there's nothing she can do. So she's got the fat gene. And then they, then there was the two mice. Apparently they were identical twin mice. I don't know how you do that. It's like, don't mice just shit out a ton of mice? So I don't like, I don't know how you, how you say that this is the same and that's the same. Anyway, this was what, this is how they said it. And then they injected the, the one mouse with the, with the fat twins. I don't know. Fat. <laughs> I don't know. And the fat mouse or the skin, then one mouse got really fat and the other mouse didn't. And then they went on to say that, you know, this mouse didn't do it. didn't change any diet. didn't change any of this sort of stuff. And this person got fat and that person or, and this mouse got fat. Yeah. 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 So I look at this and I say to myself, okay, you know, we can say, we can sit here and we can go, okay, wow, you know, this person's fat. There's nothing she can do about it. And her twin is skinny. And that's just the way genetics is. And then we apply that to ourselves and go, I'm probably more like that fat twin <laughs> that can't lose the weight. And then we stop, we stop putting effort in. So one little article that came across our, our feed or our news or whatever influenced us to the point where like, I'm we're just going to quit. And that's just a, a slap in the face of willpower. That's operating at a scarcity. Um, and I mean, that sounds cliche. Like I hate even saying that operating from abundance and operating from scarcity. These are all fucking catchphrases, honestly. And that's the thing, the further, like for me, for my personal mission and how it's affecting me to this day, this darkness of the soul is I think everything's bullshit and I'm willing to call it all out. And that doesn't mean that I'm right about it. It means that I'm very open with expressing my opinion on how I see these things based on the research that I've done and how my brain decides to do its synapses firings. There are things inside me that are not normal. My weight, for example, I am six foot one and 300 pounds. I was 323 pounds, 324 pounds last summer. And I went heavy at the gym. I love food. I love delicious food. I love food. That's not good for me. But what happens with a darkness of the soul and, and, and having these experiences and, and going through this, your, your brain changes. You realize that it's not just the food that's not good for you. Like, you know, if you go to McDonald's, that shit's not good for you. But I know that McDonald's is the distraction. See, you think that not going to McDonald's or, or eating healthy at, you know, your standard grocery store. You're like, oh, at least I'm not eating McDonald's, but you're eating some sort of crap. So that's, you know, a, a diversion, a mental diversion in our own self to be like, well, at least I'm not doing that. And then you get down to the nitty gritty and you realize that the majority of the food in the grocery store, and I'm talking even the stuff on the edges, you know, the meats and the lettuces and stuff like that. In North America, this shit has been ramped up with hormones and all kinds of stuff before it even gets to your table. From every aspect of everything. So now there's a war that you can't win living in North America and people can say, well, you can grow your own food. Yes, you can, but your food that you're growing in North America comes out of the ground, which is under the chemtrails that they spray anyway. And now I sound like I'm what's the word uh, like defeatist or, or everything's doom and gloom, which is not the case. It's more of a positive spin and it sounds strange, but here's the positive spin to this. You know full well that if you eat McDonald's, it's garbage. Once you start to understand that if you eat 
a lot of the food, that's garbage too. So now you're like, well, I need to do stuff to, to eat. But then you also know that something called breatharians exist. And these are people that haven't eaten and they just don't eat. They don't eat anymore. And then you say, well, if that's a possibility, then what about this? And then you find out that the majority of your health comes from minerals. The minerals that have been stripped from us point blank in virtually everything that we do. And then you realize that you're at war with water. You know, is it fluoride? Is it this? Is it that? What's naturally occurring? What's good for me? Where are the minerals? Is alkalinity a good thing? Is this, that, the other thing? And then you're on this path. You're on this, this hunt. So for me, from 323 down to 300, uh, I've put on a metric ton of muscle and muscle weighs more than fat. And there was a time, there would have been a time in my life where only losing 23 pounds in a year would cause me to quit. But I was not interested in the physical results. I was interested in creating the habit and the pattern. I love going to the gym and I love learning something new every day about what my body can do as opposed to spending all the time focusing on strange things, drinking, spending time with friends, this, that, and the other thing. And yeah, it's great. That's wonderful. But when that's your priority and your focus, you're taking away from yourself. And I also think too, that in your youth, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to have these moments and these memories because growing up, or having a dark night of the soul can only can can only happen once you get sick of your own bullshit. And I think that there are people out there that never get sick of their own bullshit and power to them. Right? But for you, for anyone that's that's sort of on a mission or on a an idea or a path, these people they go away. They're not they're not what you need them to be. So you start seeking out other people that are on the same similar wavelength as you. Quitting smoking then comes back down to this, quitting smoking, quitting drinking, whatever it is you want to do. I mean, the idea of drinking alcohol, right? It's called spirits. You're consuming spirits. There was a time where I was like, it's absolutely unnecessary to do this. But then you have, you know, lucid uh, uh, realization. What's what's the, the beverage? Uh, absinthe, which is derived from wormwood, which is supposed to be good spiritually. You can You can see things. So you're like, is it good? Is it bad? You know, where's this? Where's that? And then we get, we get thrown back into the third dimensional statement of moderation. Well, just be moderate with everything that you do. And that's true as well. I mean, one of the seven deadly sins is gluttony, right? So don't be a glutton and sort of things change. But when your brain starts connecting all these things and you realize that you don't have to express them to everyone, you don't have to share everything or, or do something for sort of an opinion or for, for appraisal or approval. You start looking inward and you start saying to yourself, I don't care what others think of me. I I know that I want more. And for me to get more, I have to step up and step into more. I have to praise myself. I have to say that I can do it. I have to achieve and I have to put in a little bit of effort. I'll tell you again, quitting smoking really boils down to not wanting to smoke anymore. And then taking the steps. And then understanding that brainwashing has told you that the hardest thing to do is quit smoking. It's not. Just don't. Like it's literally, it's literally harder to keep smoking. You have to get up from wherever you are when you're out of your cigarettes and you have to go to the store and you have to buy more. You literally have to put in more effort to continue to smoke cigarettes than you do to to quit. But our brains don't allow us to see that. Isn't that funny? You know, and the same with drinking. Do you want to keep drinking? Sure. I'm not saying don't drink. You know, I'm saying be aware of who you are when you drink. Be hyper aware of who you are when you drink. 
check that person out and be like, what's this all about? Am I a piece of shit? Am I a good person? Am I this? Am I that? What am I hiding from? Why am I drinking so much? Am I drinking to excess? What am I, am I running? Do I not love myself? Do I, what, what's my reasoning for all of this? And these are the points that sort of come up. They keep coming up and the darkness of the soul keeps pushing them forward. And then you start having these, these conversations with people who are doing some sort of crazy traveling, you know, spiritual traveling and soul traveling and astral projecting and all this stuff. And you're like, is this real? Is this possibly real? We don't know. We can only assume and we can assume that we know what we know, but what we know is based solely on what we've already taken in. And 95% of everything that we've taken in was indoctrination. We were, we, even when we're awake, we're still indoctrinated to some bullshit. So for me, as I progress through, I don't know if I'm going to be right away up to, you know, uh, I'm going to stick with, I'm going to do my best to stick with four episodes a month. Um, and that's like, there was a time where I'm like, that's what I have to do for, for the audience, for the listeners, for the algorithm. But it's truly what I have to do for me. And that's a huge switch, switch, shift, swished. My brain went really good there. Swift, shifty. That's a good shift. I think that my episodes will be better. I think that, that the audience will resonate with some, and I think that the audience, some of the audience will drop off moving forward. Um, but I also think that I love the opportunity to come to you guys at least hopefully on average once a week. And to, to be, to be able to have this conversation, to be able to talk about these things, to be able to just sit here. Like I've been going now for what appears to be 35 minutes of me just talking and none of this is scripted. I don't have the ability to script that stuff. I'm not, I'm not good like that. I just have the ability to think about stuff that I want to say. And it's usually around 22 minutes. <laughs> and then of course, when we have guests, I love having guests. I want to go back to having guests. And I want to get some more opinions and experiences. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be on the show, head over to request to guest, click on the appropriate link and let's connect. I think that moving again, moving forward, I know that I'm going to have, um, a block on things to say, because I'll tell you, I'm bored of the majority of the stuff. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm bored of it. Like it's not bad. It's not negative. Like I'm super enthused for life and for everything. But to sit here and to give my energy over to the constant repetition of everything, who's going to win the presidency, who's this, who's, that's all, that's not, not that I'm beyond any of that. I'm just looking at it from a different angle right now. And I want to be able to connect with more souls, with more energy, with more essence again, which is why we're doing um, the, the discounted prices, not discounted prices, but a new grouping package for anyone that wants to connect. Uh, that'll be on the website soon enough, uh, thementalmasteryalliance.com. So feel free to check over there. If you have any desire to coach and you never thought that you could work with a coach or, or you never found a coach that was in your price range, that was great. Uh, I'm coming to you. <laughs> I'm coming to you. And we're going to do some stuff because I'll tell you this right now. There's nothing in this world that you can't do, right? There's only stories that you tell yourself as to why you can't or why you can. Because everything that you've ever imagined and dreamed and put the effort into is literally your life right now. It's currently where you stand. The dark night of the soul is changing me continually as I move forward. And I know it's changing some of you too. And I know that you're feeling alone and, 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 and sort of emptied out, but your tribe is coming. Your, if you're the leader of that tribe, your tribe is coming. If you're meant to be 
second, third, fourth in line in that tribe, you know where you stand. You know where you want to be. You know how you can contribute. You know what you want to do. Your team is, is, is waiting for you. As far as everything else goes, if you inch your way into any sort of idea or profession or thought process or just general way of being, it's simple. And I can equate that back to the gym. If I talk about wanting to go to the gym and just being like, well, I got up one day and I went to the gym. I absolutely did. I got up off the couch one day and I said, this is enough. I'm going back to the gym. And it had been probably 15 years since I'd set foot in a gym. I just stood up and went and got a membership. And the journey began. How do I do this? How do I do that? What am I capable of? Fighting myself every step of the way. Don't do that. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't you. You've never done this. You know, don't try to do this. This, this equipment's new. You don't understand what's going on. You know, do something else. You know, relax. And then, of course, my gallbladder exploded. And then, of course, COVID hit. So the entire journey of being at the gym, it's not just me that's in my mind going, don't do it. It's like the ethos being, if you want this, you're going to have to fight for it. And that was me going to the gym once or twice a week thinking that, you know, we're good, we're good. I'm inching my way in. Now I'm at the gym at least five days a week. And the idea of not going blows my mind. But I've also learned a lot about nutrition. I've, I've learned a lot about kinetic movement. I've learned a lot about what my body can do. All I had to do was take that first step. And when you live in scarcity, you, you're told not to do it. Your brain says not to do it. The world says not to do it. And you just often don't do it. But when you decide that you want more, and this is another huge thing, when you decide that you want more, you, you know, your body's going to say, hey, here's the thing. And the, literally, you, your brain maps it differently. And this is, again, probably a dark night of the soul thing where you're just like, this is fucking bullshit that I'm going to sit back here and I'm going to allow myself to talk negative to myself and say that I can and can't do whatever I want to do. Right? I know that I want to do this. I'm going to get up and do it. Then, and here's the real kick, who are you fighting with? Right? Who? Ego, self, id, higher self, higher consciousness, father, son, Holy Spirit, Trinity, me, myself, I, brain, brain, heart, brain, gut, brain, there's three of you in there because you can fight with yourself and you always fight with yourself. But here's the real kick. And this may be something that'll blow you guys away. You can watch yourself fight. So there's easily three of you in there. And I think the dark and the soul merges all of the personalities and all of the senses of who you are and all of the, the triggers, you know, when you trust your intuition, when you do this, when you do that. Things don't seem so woo-woo juju, trusting your gut, mother's intuition, however you want to look at it and play it. Um, that's your gut brain, you know, and when you start communicating with each other and stop being at war with each other, because we are forever at war in our own heads, it's a unification. As far as I can tell right now, the dark night of the soul leads to a unification of the heart brain, the gut brain, and the brain brain. It allows the essence that is you inside your meat suit to combine and to work. I also think that there's a high, high likelihood that your consciousness and your body are two entities working in cohesion. Because honestly, when was the last time you thought about growing your hair, growing your nails, beating your heart? You don't think about this stuff. That's left to the, to the, to the other aspects of who and where you are. And you can go further out. I mean, we're going to talk more about this, the dark on the soul. I want to have some people on and telling me their experiences as well. So again, if you've, if you've had an experience and you want to do, and you want to talk about your experience, Head over to request a guest and talk about it. Just click on the appropriate link and be, okay, so here's, um, here's my story, right? Let's get you on the show. We'll do, you know, we'll do an interview, five, 10 minutes, and we'll put them all together. 
and we'll have a bunch of people talking about their thing in one episode. It'll be fantastic. I don't know. I could go on for hours and hours and hours about this, but the truth is every single thing that you've ever wanted is really at your fingertips. And then once you get through the war with yourself, everything becomes attainable and it's just knowledge because the, if you ever wanted it, then you saw somebody who had it and you were influenced by it. And if they're doing it, so can you, no matter what story you tell yourself, be very careful on how you talk to yourself because you are the one that is prison guarding yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. This has been, a, this has been an episode that I wanted to get off my chest for a while. Um, and, and again, this is a topic that I want to go into for, I can't believe it actually that to think about the last time that I put the dark Knight of the soul in the actual uh, title of the description of the show was episode 162 in October of 2021, when we were talking to our good friend, Cherry out in Australia. That's a great episode too. You can catch up with that. She's, um, she was, she's great. She's, she's become a friend and it's hard to believe that that was like a year and a half, two years ago that we spoke. Uh, but yes, so she is, she's on Instagram. You can catch up with her there. Uh, I'll even link that into this description because she is great. She's a lot of fun. She is against all everything and just memeing all the way through it. An absolute gem. I want to keep doing this. I want to keep doing more and I want to keep expanding. I want to forever consistently get better at what we do, better at what I do and better at what I can offer and serve to me, to my community, to you. I want to be better. I'm going to be better. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the journey. Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac. 